Hi, and welcome to the UK Coffee Week podcast with me, Jeffrey Young. This week, we'll be celebrating the amazing UK coffee industry while raising funds and awareness for Project Waterfall, a charity which provides clean drinking water and sanitation to coffee-growing communities. Today, I'm joined by Animus Chowdhury, founder and technical director of The Good Till Company. I wonder if you could give us some background on what inspired you to found Goodtill. Thanks, Jeff. Yes, sure. Yeah, it goes back a long way uh, in my student days when I had various part-time roles in retail and F&B sectors. And what always annoyed me is how cumbersome those technologies that were in place. Uh, even, even some of the bigger chain I found out that even to change the menu, you need to request someone. It takes three days. You cannot get any, any type of report that makes sense, uh, stock, the concept of operational optimization, just none of that existed. And this cumbersome hardware, when it breaks, you need <laughs> people to turn up next day within a week to fix these things. So it was really annoying. And um, I, did a, I did a course at the uni around tech, uh, and I always uh, was looking to actually, uh, yeah, probably set myself up. Um, I always wanted to work on my uh, for, for for myself, but obviously those were just very, you know, uh, early days where I didn't know what would what what I was gonna do. But anyway, after the after the degree, I, I worked with some uh, some businesses uh, as consultants, this and that. At that time, sort of iPad was becoming very prominent as a tool for for domestic use, but also people were started to use it for business, and and that's where I guess. I managed to connect the dots about, hey, why don't we use an iPad to create a tool that any small, medium, or anyone can just download the app and run their business there. Uh, you don't need cumbersome hardware, no PC, no server, none of that is required. It could be a cloud-based system. Yeah, that's where the idea kicked in, but obviously it didn't get started for another three, four years until I met the other founders. And yeah, we just met over uh, some, some lunch uh, and yeah, we, we thought, let's give it a go. Within a year, we sort of launched our MVP. We had some incredible customers who were extremely patient with us. Just love the fact that we are a UK-based technology startup uh, and trying to, trying to help this sector. Some of the five, five, ten customers that I worked with, I still remember them very well. And indeed, some of, our, some of them are still our customers, uh, majority of them are. So it's uh, something to be proud about, you know, those people who joined with us probably seven years ago are, are still here with us and thriving uh, from one chain. They, some of them have gone to five, 10 locations. And yeah, it's, it's all about just listening to our customers and growing from there. It's, it was about, you know, delivering some value to the, to the F&B sector. So was Goodtill always focused on the hospitality and coffee landscape or were you targeting other sectors? Uh, you know, the, the initial plan never works out. No, we wanted to do, wanted to tackle retail, but we found a really nice fit with F&B. And we just sort of uh, played, played on that strength. Uh, the, the real gap was in actually F&B and there were more people who needed help with F&B. You know, if you're a coffee shop and you require a teal system that, that needed, you know, five to 10,000 pounds in investment, it was just a no-go. So people were still just using Casio teals and writing down slips. So at that point, you know, it was, it was very good for them that a technology is becoming accessible and uh, the hardware investment that they needed was probably an iPad and a cash drawer. And there you go. Uh, everything runs on the cloud. 
and it felt like yeah that is that is our sweet spot so the fnb but more particularly the cafes well that's a sector we love very much especially at uk coffee week so the cafe sector has gone through some of the toughest times in our, our living memory and it seems with all these changes there's a lot of challenges and opportunities what would you say now are some of the essentials to kind of starting up a business and operating a business in this climate now today that's that's a great question yes you know covid was tough sad in many occasions it is also given the sector an opportunity to rethink how did how, how we do things and we are very much part of the sector we don't see ourselves uh, you know as a standalone tech we we live and breathe that coffee sector that f&b industry so what became imminent as soon as the the, the lockdown hit is how these businesses can deliver the service in a different way you know the concept of someone coming on the counter doesn't exist anymore because it's lockdown you cannot get people to sit on a table so how can they deliver the service you know everything else is fine there are you know all the operations they are fine but it's about how we deliver how these end users get served and then obviously the adoption of technology among everywhere it just flourished so consumer behavior changed they are looking to order more and more on their phone online they're expecting that they will be able to order their coffee and their sandwich over the, the internet on an app or on a web browser and they can just grab it in 10 minutes 15 minutes half an hour when it, whenever it is the cafes who serve food on the table again the expectation was that okay i could just sit on a table order my food and someone will just bring it here or i can collect it from the counter but you know there is not you had the sense of how much time people spend on queuing and waiting around that just that just gone away it sort of became a service where end users felt they have some control over obviously we have still seen uh, you know lots of queues uh, and people are just waiting around but you know there there comes a point where businesses had to think of optimization how can they serve more customers within an hour this way what you're doing is uh, if you adopt this technology you are just taking away that time needed for someone to come place that order take the payment and then waiting around you're just taking that steps away those steps away you're just going straight in where you got the order on your tablet you're making the food and you're making it ready when the customer is coming to collect so adoption in technology was just skyrocketed and i think with that came a lot of challenges like what type of tag are there you know good providers around it you know and and the the providers who are already actually operating how quickly are they adopting themselves you know such as ourselves you know we we actually didn't have a table ordering system back in 2019 um and and suddenly you know within 3 to 4 weeks time we had to pivot our business our tech to actually cater for that so being open to what the industry need and really meeting that challenge and it's is just across everywhere from business from service providers we all had to think the same so what is the process for implementing a good till system in a cafe today uh, yeah really really good question i think i think what we always try to do is how quickly we can onboard our customers uh, our customers and how much support do they need to to make their first sale and using the system confidently usually our process runs with when someone inquires we go through a demo so there is always going to be a demo of okay this is how it works what type of vertical what type of industry what type of setup you have if you have this type of setup you use table here you go there is a demo for you and and one of our business development uh, colleague would actually go through the demo 
So, you know, before even someone buying anything or making a commitment, they have already seen what they can do. They can also sign up for a 14-day trial. But in a lot of cases, because of the reputation and, uh, you know, where good deal is being used, uh, we, we sometimes don't have to prove that we can do it. It's about just really supporting our customers to be successful using the system. So, yeah, the system can do it. And that's why we actually go through a, a sort of a hands-on installation process. So it can be either booked on-site or remotely. And one of our install engineer will go through everything from menu setup, you know, how to do everything in the back office, this training, you know, all the tools that are available can be self-serve. You know, they are utilized so that anyone can use it at any point, any device, as long as you have a computer. But it's so intuitive that it doesn't, you know, for a, a today's users who are used to using smartphone and various apps, uh, a lot of these things are self-explanatory because it's intuitive. You see a button, you hit the button, you add a product, you add it to the selling layout, you're ready to sell. So we just make sure that we, we put a bit of focus on that uh, training and installation so that these tools can be used to their max and our customers can the be- get the best value out of it. Even after the installation, we do follow-up calls. Is there any teething problems and um, you know where we can help? And we, our support line is manned by somebody, an engineer based in the UK. So our customers can always get hold of us if there is an issue or any further training required. So keeping it easy. So a plug and play system, vital for cafe owners. Now, here's where I'm getting really excited is the sort of data that a cafe owner can get from a system like yours. Like what reports and data and how can this data help a cafe to be successful? I think in in, in modern days where you are competing with huge multinationals, right? The types of Starbucks and Nero next door, just providing the best coffee is not good anymore. You need to understand the business. Otherwise, what happens, you know, you feel like you, you work so hard, extremely hard, but when the month ends, where is the money gone? Where is the profit gone? And then it all boils down to understanding the business through the data. So reports such as what's, what's your most popular product versus are they also your uh, profitable category. So the top 10 products that you sell most, are they also profitable? Just understanding that simple question can make a business make or break. Popularity versus profitability. Understanding when you sell well, you know, what time are the busiest time so that you can do your shift optimization. Uh, you have the right amount of stuff at the right point of time. Uh, understanding the stock, you know, what are you expecting to sell tomorrow because you have historical data available and you know how much you sell on a Monday or a Tuesday, and you can just order stock accordingly. You know, these are just some very basic data-driven decisions that a, a merchant can make. But there are obviously a lot. But just to answer the question in a simple way, is understanding what sell well, when they sell well, and you know, how do you make those menu? And you know, there's a w- keyword now going around about menu engineering. And that's all about how do you engineer a menu where you actually drive more profitability from more popular products. But if you don't have the data, if you don't understand how many cappuccino you sold and how many of those you were using almond milk, for example, which is more costly than your normal milk, and can you actually define, you know, should I, how much should I be charging more or, or what? You know, understanding those and making your decision based on the reporting that are available, this, this can make a big difference on the bottom line of any business. Outside implementing tech and data, what other tips would you give to small businesses? Yeah, from, from the experience I had, I, I think right now, you know, the, the, the market has changed. There, there are staff shortage and we hear about 
you know, business not making it because of Cafeneer opened up or Starbucks opened up. You know, let's not go into the negatives, yeah. but what, what can we do, right? What, what is required because of that challenge? And first of all, that's adopting tech, but um, on top of it, what are the value of the tech uh, that our merchants can be thinking of? And this is about actually providing an experience and also retaining the customers. So how do you provide an experience as we're talking, as we touched? You, you need to be more flexible how a person can order food from you. Can they order from an app? Can they uh, sit on a table and order there on their phone? Your, your website, all that's, all that's important. At the same time, every business, every unique business has a story to tell. And it's about how do you tell the story? And it's really important. Like the reason I will choose not to go to Starbucks next door and choose my local is because I know that person. I know the story. I know the founder. I know the uniqueness they provide. You know, is it that they do local, they, they have local supplies, they support local community, you know, that, that person is, you know, thinking about uh, carbon footprint, you know, organic, ecological choices. These are really important. And those merchants need a way to communicate that with the end users. And, and this is where I'll throw in a keyword, digital maturity comes in. So digital maturity in terms of everyone is to be matured in terms of how much digitization they have put in place in their business. You know, do they have a good website, their social media presence? They actively try to bring followers to those channels. And then one step further on that, is there a way that they can actually have an open communication with their customers, such as using a loyalty app? Good Till, for example, provides one. Through the app, a merchant can send the notifications. They can update the end users about an event, perhaps, or, or some news about you know, the new suppliers they chose or a, a unique story they want to say. And this, this, this really adds value when, for, for example, myself as an end user that I'm choosing, you know, there are two choices, where, sh where shall I go? So for customer retention uh, and how you provide the service, these are the two things to really think through. Well, that, that's incredible insight. I wonder what you kind of see ahead. What, what do you think the cafe industry is going to look like in the next few years? Yeah, that's a great question, Jeff. Um, I think it's all about, I guess we need, to, we need to answer the question, everyone separately. Uh, but how are you going to give a, an experience that is better to the, to the consumers? Um, and how can you do that if we don't understand our business? So it's about planning, looking ahead, looking at the trend, the data, making sure you know, the team, the stock, the offers are in place so that we can give a better experience. And also another trend um, that I think uh, will continue to grow is just, just the meeting the consumer expectation where it is today. It has changed a lot. It's not going to go back. It's meeting the expectation and demand where it is today. And that's about offering, you know, order ahead on their phone, offering that loyalty, offering a story about, you know, why you are so unique as a brand. So creating that channel with the consumer. Basically, we all need to give those consumers a reason to choose us as a brand, a coffee shop or, or an eateries as a brand over another big multinational just down the, down the road. So that will be, uh, I think that's how the industry will shift going forward. Wow. Thanks so much for joining us here today. It was a pleasure, Jeff. Thanks very much for having me. 
And that's all for today's UK Coffee Week podcast. To support and find out more, please head to ukcoffeeweek.com.